Why, hello! Welcome to the show. It is our officially our first show of uh, of the new year. So, hi Zach, how's it going? Hi. Happy uh, Happy twenty twenty. Woohoo! <laughs> Another year, same thing. Pretty much, right? Yeah, pretty much. So. Uh, I was going to ask if there were any big celebrations, but we know how Zach feels about uh, about holidays. It's just uh, a year. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. Well, let's see. What do we got on deck for today? Uh, Samsung has a new SSD with a pretty cool feature in uh, implemented into it. Um, no, the U.S. government is not drafting you by text. Uh, of course, okay. our Microsoft news. Uh, we got to talk about the Intel graphics card, which apparently you can't buy. And, um, there was a big giant Apple Pay fail, which we'll talk about. I mean, any chance we get to, uh, to basically bash on, uh, you know, uh, Apple, we will take. So, you know. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's roll the intro. I need to update this thing. I mean, it's like okay, but it's not great. This show is brought to you by. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right um go check out our non-existent merch store <laughs> so anyway uh my theory is if we keep doing this show eventually somebody will find it and maybe start watching but anyway uh at the very least it's uh it's a fun time it's a way to keep up i don't know <laughs> right it is a way to keep up and it's it's a way to basically just bs for about an hour or so every week just on tech stuff so anyway uh, that's, that's gotta be worth something. So anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Samsung has a brand new external SSD, uh, that has a, get this, a built in fingerprint reader for extra security, Zach. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not the response I was expecting. And no, this was so desirable. Uh, well, I, I no, I thought that I thought there was a desire for for more secure things these days. More security. Give me all the security. Okay, I mean, so uh, I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't see a problem with it. Well, okay. It How about this? In the case of you know, uh, you know, Facebook transporting users' data in plain text. Um, you know, apparently in people, you know, random employees' cars, you know, and then them being stolen. At least this would have, uh, you know, created some issues for whoever stole them. True. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to bash on them again. Uh, yeah, so when it comes to improving external SSDs, um, there are usually only two things that matter. Making the device faster and, of course, adding more storage space. So, I don't even know what we're up to for, like, storage space for, like, external SSDs now. I've never even thought about buying one, to be honest. I made one. 
I basically <laughs> took I basically took like a little like 120 PMY um like $30 SSD and threw it in an enclosure. Boom. Aha. <laughs> um Excellent. actually external drive right here. Basically uh let's see here. Ah, here it is. Yeah. Right here. This is my, uh, so this is actually in a, uh, um, I just got like a cheap, uh, um, enclosure from Best Buy and then shoved the drive in there and, uh, this just stays in my bag, but, uh, it's a nice way if I need to, uh, especially if I'm like, actually, you know what I use that for? So last year when I went on that, uh, that little retreat thing and I took a bunch of video, that was a great place to store all that video. And because it was an SSD, it moved really, really quickly, um, which was really great. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so Samsung's new T7 Touch external SSD, which was announced at CES 2020. Man, that would be so cool to go to. Um, but anyway, it's a bit more creative. It adds built-in fingerprint, uh, a built-in fingerprint reader to secure your files in addition to uh, the usual um, improvements to transfer feed. So I'm guessing it's like it's gotta like encrypt your data. I'm guessing, but like then the like the unlock feature rather than having like a passcode is like your fingerprint. There's gotta be some way that this thing prevents you from just taking out the drive and getting the data. So there, yeah, there'd have to be some kind of. Encryption well, I'm sure that. I'm sure it's encrypted. So even if you pull the drive, you gotta you gotta figure out how to unencrypt it. Um, I don't even know if this thing's openable. Uh, well, it's, it is with enough effort. Well, yeah, okay, want. fine. <laughs> okay. Let me rephrase that. Is it designed to be openable? Probably, Probably not. not. because Almost none of them are. Um, it's a clever idea that gives you the option to protect your files with biometric security. Even if you're using a laptop that doesn't have a fingerprint reader, um, Samsung says, that you can register up to, oh, this is interesting, up to four different fingerprints with the uh, T7 Touch, meaning you'll be able to easily share the drive with uh, friends or teammates if you'd like. I mean, not a horrible feature. At least they didn't lock it down to, like, just one fingerprint. So, I can see if you're, like, working on something that's, like, critical or something like that, and you need to secure the data, but then share it across multiple people, like, might not be a horrible way to do it. I'm sure there are more, I'm sure there are more practical and like, po yeah, probably more practical ways to do that. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. Sure, I guess. Um, another addition to the T7 Touch is an indicator light that shows when the drive is plugged in and activity or actively transmitting. Hasn't that like always kind of been a thing on most of these? Maybe not. I don't know. I haven't really shot for one of these. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, something that was bafflingly, uh, yeah, apparently missing from the last generation. Okay, fine, I guess. Uh, the drive has a solid aluminum chassis, um, which Samsung says helps make it drop resistant up to two meters, about six and a half feet. Uh, although you probably shouldn't intentionally test that out for yourself. Okay, there's also a single USB-C port, um, which can be connected to either a USB-C to USB-C or USB-C to USB-A cable. 
Um, it's not all cosmetic changes and uh, fancy fingerprint sensors, though. Samsung has also improved the actual SSD, um, offering write speeds of up to 1,000 megabits per second um, and read speeds up to um, 1050 megabits per second, um, which it says is approximately twice as fast as its predecessor, the T5. The T7 Touch will go on sale later this month. And it's set to cost, uh, any guesses for a 500 gig model? Oh, it's going to be pretty expensive, probably. I don't know. How much? It might not be as much as you, I, I don't know. Uh, 130? Is that your guess, or is that the answer? No, that's the answer. That's not. I don't know if that's a good price or not for SSD store. I guess it depends. I've never on... even shopped for an external, to be honest. I'm sure it depends also on what kind of flash memory they're using too in there, because isn't there stuff that's like, like there's there's stuff now that's like really really cheap, but like it just is kind of crummy, right? Or am I wrong? Because like I've gotten some SSDs for like thirty forty bucks now nowadays i mean yeah they're in some ways worse than a higher quality drive but i mean they're like a cheap drive like that for most use cases is gonna be mostly the same yeah so i've got a little uh i've got like a 120 uh of course it'll be slower that's a given. i've got a 120 pmy sata drive in here in in redmond um that is solely designated um, as a production drive. So basically when I'm working on a project, um, all the files that I'm working on get stored on the little SSD. Um, and, uh, then when I'm done, then they get archived onto, uh, magnetic storage. But, uh, from what I've heard, uh, when you're exporting, um, on a drive other than your boot drive in Premiere or like, uh, After Effects, it's, supposed to be faster i guess i don't know if that's actually true it definitely loads projects much faster though off an ssd so yeah, i'm sure it does that's a thing um the one terabyte storage model will go for uh 230 and uh the two terabyte version for 400 a version of the t7 touch without a fingerprint sensor um uh, oh yeah, is set to okay. So they're gonna make another version of this just without the fingerprint reader. That's set to be released in quarter two of twenty twenty. So, I mean, an interesting idea. Yeah. Practical, probably for somebody. For me, no. Okay. Yes, Zach. No, the U.S. Army is not drafting you for World War Three by text message. Have you heard about this? No, it sounds really dumb. <laughs> so, no one's being drafted for World War Three yet. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, and if you received a text saying that you were drafted, um, the United States <laughs> Army wants you to know that the message is fake. On Tuesday, the Army put out a news bulletin alerting the public of fraudulent text messages from people claiming to be recruiters. Some texts tell the person receiving them to head to their local recruiting office for immediate departure to Iran. <laughs> How many people actually fell for that? Crap? I don't know. Others expanded on that message, 
saying that if the person doesn't respond, they'll be fined and sent to jail for a minimum of six years. Okay. Uh, U.S. Army Recruiting Commander um, has received multiple calls and emails about these fake text messages and wants to ensure Americans understand these texts are false and were not inherently or uh, initiated by this uh, command or the U.S. Army, the bulletin says. Um, okay, so uh, here, here's what they say. Hello, we are, are contacting you in regards to the United States Official Army Draft. We tried contacting you through your email several times and have uh, had no response. You've been marked eligible and must come to the nearest branch in the New Jersey area for immediate departure to Iran. Please contact us at the following number immediately. Um, United States Army referral program. Um, ask for blank, extension blank. Uh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so apparently that's a thing. Um, luckily if you're, um, if you're of draft age, um, there's no need to worry just yet. Even if tensions are high among young people after U.S. forces killed, um, Iranian general, uh, whatever the heck his name was last week, uh, the text messages are fake. Congress and the president would need to approve a draft before it could take place. Um, at least that's what the army said in its bulletin. I don't know how that whole process works. Um, I have no idea. Anyway, uh, let's let's see how well you were paying attention in uh, in government class. I have no idea how that works. Uh, how how old do you have to be to be drafted? I have no idea. Probably eighteen. There you go. Yep. Be my guess. Yep. 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 For a lot of things. Uh, not for smoking anymore. Did you hear they they uh they raised the minimum age for uh, buying tobacco? No. Yeah, uh, do you know what it used to be? 18? Yeah, do you know what it is now? Is it 21 now? Yep, yep. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, can you imagine being an 18-year-old and like, yes, I can buy tobacco, and then this, you know, this new law goes into effect, and it's like, ah, Time to get cancer. Oh, <laughs> oh crap. Um, I, I wonder if, I'm sure part of it has to do with, like, the vaping epidemic, or whether... I, I, I guess I shouldn't call it Honestly, epidemic, but... I think but... the vaping thing is so stupid. <clears throat> what what part of it's stupid? Like, the whole thing about it? Everything about it is stupid. Well, okay, yeah. Mr. Goody Two-Shoes has never tried the anything that, over here. Well, the, pep, the, the fact that... You ever hear people say that it's safer than cigarettes and blah, 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 and it's, like, getting popular, and it's like, ah, dumb. dumb I think, boy. actually, in some cases, it probably is. Um, so from what my understanding is, is that, uh, um, oh, is it not? Well, no, 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 never mind. Never mind. I was going to say nicotine is, is taken out of it, but that's not true. And well, nicotine not. is, <laughs> nicotine is what makes it addictive. Um, anyway, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't indulge in any of that kind of stuff. So, um, I think the, uh, the closest I ever come to smoking is like, and this, I haven't had one for a really long time, but a cigar. <laughs> um, but that was in my much younger days. So, anyway, I haven't smoked a cigar in, in years. But, uh, let's see. The Selective Services System, which would uh, organize any future draft, also warned of scam websites on Monday that charge people um, to sign up for service. Um, you will not be registered and your personal information might be at risk, the agency said in a tweet. 
Um, in fact, shortly after the U.S. government confirmed that um, uh, that the guy was dead, uh, the Selective Service website went down, likely due to a uh, renewed curiosity in the draft age and other requirements among, uh, among young people who were afraid uh, they were headed to war. Um, let's see. Uh, the Army isn't sure just uh, yet who is sending the messages or how they're doing it. Army security personnel are looking into the origin of the messages. Um, an Army spokesperson told The Verge. Um, well, I'm not afraid because I wouldn't even survive basic, let alone go to war. <laughs> I, so, I, I don't I don't know how that works in a draft. I don't think they actually care. I think they just take you and kind of plop you in there. Um, well, that's unfortunate. I well, guess. okay, but I see, don't know. So, so here's the thing, though. I think a draft would be conducted much differently um, today than it was in the past because hopefully they'd give me a better job then. <laughs> um so so here's the thing right is there are there's because technically women can can join the army and things like that right so i don't think that a draft maybe necessarily would i i don't know i don't know all the logistics behind it uh but i feel like it wouldn't be as big of a deal these days as it would have been in the past. I don't know. Um, government is screwy, and that's why we don't talk about it on this channel. Um, also, politics I are guess. just dumb. So anyway, but uh, yeah, that was a that was a big thing that happened in the news this week. So I figured we probably better talk about it. So, but moving on to one of our favorite parts of the show every week. New Year, we're still not getting rid of this. Microsoft News. We just can't. Uh, it's become too much of a staple in the show. Plus, it's always fun kind of just, you know, uh, dumping on Microsoft every week. So, you know. Anyway. Dump on a lot of people. Um, have you guys... Kind of funny. So, so in your... In your... Um, I was going to say establishment. Maybe... Anyway. In your place of work, do you guys utilize Microsoft's um, Office Suite? Yeah. Okay. Have you ran into... Uh, oh, here, actually, you know, let me ask you. Here's a good question. Do you guys use Teams or not? Yuck. Get it out. <laughs> oh, no, we don't. Um, what, what, uh, what version of, uh, of the Microsoft um, Office Suite are you guys using? 2013. Oh, okay. So it's not built in. Okay, just wait until you just wait until you upgrade up to something like uh, like the latest, like, you know, latest version of the Microsoft apps where Teams is built in. Because guess what it does, Zach? A lot of horrible things. Yes. Know, so, so here, yes, yes. Uh, so here's what happens, right? When you install the Office Suite, it installs Teams automatically, but it also installs the Teams system-wide installer. Yeah, so you uninstall Teams, but you didn't uninstall the system-wide installer. Well, guess the system-wide installer installs it back on the place where it was installed, so you have to uninstall it again, and then, and then install blah, 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 blah. I know, I know. Why Microsoft? 
Have we not learned anything? Uh, apparently not. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, hey, we saw that you uninstalled our software. Well, good thing we created an installer so it will reinstall itself. Oh, no, we this know is, that you wanted hang on, it installed, this is the part. This you is, must have done that by mistake. This is so the we part. Take care of it for you. This is the part that I'm talking about in the beginning here is that, again, here we go again. Hmm. Let's see. Inevitably, we know people aren't going to like our software, so let's implement something so that it just continues to keep bothering them over and over again. Yeah. Yay. Not. Oh, my gosh. I was so confused the first time I did it. I uninstalled Teams. I was like, um, why is it back? And then come to find out that Microsoft has created a lovely feature, quote unquote. It's a feature. That, uh, that um, you know, deliberately reinstalls it. Well, because you wouldn't have removed it on purpose. And this is why we use Slack. Because Slack doesn't You wouldn't do... have removed it on purpose, okay? Shut up. You would never have removed it on purpose. So Microsoft knows this, and they're going to reinstall it for you because you would never have removed it on purpose, so they're just going to save you the trouble. Because they know you're going to reinstall it again because you did it on accident, right? Hey, come on. Oh, man. I just... I... What do you mean? You did it on purpose? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I don't get Are it. Are you trying to tell me that you uninstalled Teams on purpose? Yes. Yes. What? You know why? Why? why because most of your software is in, <laughs> most of your software nowadays is a piece of crap. Why did you do that? But <clears throat> but it was great. You got rid of it. Anyway, so <sighs> Microsoft Teams is getting oh get this Zach a walkie talkie feature. So you can reach colleagues all day long. What, so you can just, like, randomly talk to someone and it'll just, like, I their computer? I don't know. Sound? So, okay, Microsoft is adding a new walkie-talkie feature <laughs> to its Slack competitor, Microsoft Teams. Available in preview in the coming months, the feature will turn smartphones or tablets into uh, walkie-talkie that will work over Wi-Fi or cellular data. Hmm. Why do we need this? Hmm. Can we just call? Right, that's what I was about to say. I was like, <laughs> what? Why is this better than just calling? <laughs> I, I feel like Sprint did this. Do you remember those commercials? Yeah, I do remember that. They had like special phones that had some stupid walkie-talkie button on it. God, that was the dumbest. Oh, man. I think that was Sprint. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Hmm. Funny. Funny. Um, I, I don't see any Sprint phones with that button still on them. Hmm. I wonder I why. I wonder <laughs> why. Who's going to use that feature? Uh, so Microsoft is embedding the feature at the center of its navigation bar inside Microsoft Teams, suggesting that's a highly requested feature that will be used. What? <laughs> Who's asking for this? What? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's primarily designed for first-line workers, employees who face customers and run day-to-day -day operations inside companies. Microsoft is positioning this as a more secure way of using a traditional walkie-talkie. Um, okay, sure. Phones are a thing. 
I'm not even going to pretend to understand. Uh, no. Unlike analog devices with unsecured networks, customers no longer have to worry about crosstalk or eavesdropping from outsiders. Oh, okay. Um, uh... Surprisingly, not many other companies... Uh, communication apps like Slack, WhatsApp, or Messenger have a walkie-talkie feature. No, I wonder why! I don't know why that would be. <laughs> because it's just not really very useful. Um, Apple introduced a similar app on its Apple Watch a couple of years ago using push-to-talk and a FaceTime audio call. Microsoft is also using push-to-talk to turn Teams into a walkie-talkie. Promising a clear and instant connection. Okay, but but hang on, hang on. Isn't the whole theory behind Teams supposed to be like, uh, like you know, basically instant messaging, except for it's just a like messaging app, right? What's wrong with that? Uh oh. Why why do we need voice? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand any of it, dude. Uh, walkie-talkie will be arriving alongside a number of new access management features for businesses that use Microsoft Teams. These include SMS sign-in, shared device sign-out, and much more. Now, okay, SMS sign-in and shared device sign-out. Those actually make sense. You know, this is just like Microsoft. <laughs> this is just like Microsoft here. To develop a feature, that's just... Why? Oh, Sprint, do, do, do you, I, I just see some executive meeting. Oh, oh, remember that, that remember cool that? feature on, on, on Sprint phones where, where it had a walkie-talkie feature? Yeah, let's, let's do that with Teams. Literally, like, you know, how many years after that? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. So, any anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, the, um, in Intel's, uh, let's talk about this. Intel's first discrete graphics card in 20 years. Uh, but you can't buy one, Zach. Um, Intel's trying once again to build its own graphics cards after years and years of letting, uh, rivals like NVIDIA and AMD decide the future of this key component of our PCs. Uh, the other day at CES 2020, the company gave their first pictures of the Intel DG1, the company's first discrete graphics card in... Oh. I get what DG stands for. Wow, really? Really? Uh, really? Uh, trying to think here. <laughs> what does it stand for? Uh, Intel discrete graphics one. Oh. I'm, wow. I'm gonna uh, guess. I'm gonna guess. Really? Really? Yeah. That that's the best you guys could come up with. Anyway, okay. Uh, the company, okay. yes, the company's first discrete graphics card in two decades, and gave some very loose hints as to uh, where you'll see it. Um, see its new uh, XE graphic architecture first. Um, you should know that the PC industry has basically given up on Intel ever producing its own. Uh, powerful desktop graphics cards after the company unceremoniously killed its uh, Larabee Project 10 years ago last month. Um, it did offer the Intel i740 series back in 1998, so the DG1 isn't technically the company's first discrete uh, GPU. I didn't know that. Not either. Um, but you may be surprised to learn that the DG1 isn't a powerful desktop graphics card either. 
Um, it's not a card you'll be able to buy at all. In fact, it's effectively a next-generation integrated GPU that's been separated from its CPU into its own discrete part. Um, with the uh, trapping, uh, trapping of a desktop card uh, card on top. It's a very early stab at something that will be more powerful and more discreet later on. Um, there's been some conflicting information on the topic. Uh, let's see. Let's break down what we learned. Okay. Um, here, hang on. This is uh, this is more like your area. So this is that's what it looks like. I haven't read about this. What more do you want? I know you haven't read about it. Well, if I can't buy it, I got no interest in it. Let me tell you that. Well, I'm, I mean that's not entirely true. It is kind of cool to see them make a graphics card. I'm curious to know what you think about it though. So this uh, is... it looks one of those. It looks like one of those little uh, mini graphics cards, you know. Right. Yep. With the one fan. I mean, every company has one of those. Uh, yeah. So, um, that's what it looks like. Is anything even known about it? Um, I don't know. That's that's why I was asking you to. to okay. So they want to make a. So they want to make something for laptops. Is that how it is? Oh. Seems to me. I mean, it looks like they. Uh, oh, that might just. Says be on like here a... that they had a demo of a laptop of one in a laptop. Huh, interesting. Okay, so the DG1 GPU, uh, as well as the upcoming Tiger Lake laptops, both have the weakest XELP laptop grade variant inside. Okay. At this point, it's like, wow, that's a thing. I guess we'll have to look at that some other time in the future when there's actually more of a... when it's more of a more of a thing. Yep. It's kind of cool looking, but like so so apparently I guess then what this thing is is like a technically a more powerful graphics card, but like it still apparently just uses onboard graphics to actually drive it. it has its own lighting. Oh wow. Has its own lighting. Oh, yeah, because, you know, all things, you know, RGB these days. Um, yeah, Intel's not talking about performance or specs at all beyond that the uh, DG1 should run games well at 1080p. Um, oh, well, guess what? They're, uh, they're serious about <coughs> gaming, they say, so look out. Oh, look out. oh, oh, um... Oh man, I gotta, I gotta find it. Um, Apple, uh, Apple apparently was going to try to make a, uh, a gaming PC. Uh, what, uh, what, um, very stupid. Yes, here we go. Here we go. Apple to launch a five thousand game, uh, five thousand dollar gaming PC. Oh, of course it costs five thousand dollars. <laughs> um, as they say, nothing is certain, but death, taxes, and Apple rumors. Oh goodness, what is going on? Okay, <laughs> this is one of those annoying. What? 
Okay, this is one. Oh, this is one of those uh, annoying websites that you know just uh, apparently uh, has to play audio on it. So. Right click mute tab. Uh, yep, that's exactly what I did. That was a great feature, by the way. Um, yeah, but anyway, so so back to this. As they say, nothing is certain but death, taxes, and Apple rumors. Um, that hasn't changed in 2020. As the uh, new year is kicking off with a report that Apple will release a $5,000 Mac designed specifically for gaming. Gamer um, Mac. God, <laughs> that just sounds so, like, wrong. A uh, gamer Mac. Are you serious? <laughs> is this real life? I don't think. I, I just, I cannot take this seriously. That's like saying, <laughs> that's like saying I started a fire at the bottom of the ocean. Um, it's just, it's just not there's some pretty bold claims about a uh, there's some pretty bold claims about a company that has largely ignored the uh, booming gaming scene over the years. Here's gonna be the question: Is Apple actually going to be able to produce something that that does it any justice in the gaming world? I mean, I darn well hope if it's gonna cost five thousand dollars. That being said, if it's going to cost $5,000, you can bet I have zero interest. Well, and so here's the other problem, too, is there's not really a lot of stuff built for Apple gaming. On the software side. Right, on the software side. You're pretty much right. (laughs) But then I think like things like DirectX and stuff like that, like DirectX has been developed by Microsoft. So Microsoft is probably not going to work too kindly I mean, with. It's possible to run games on a Mac. It's just, it's just never been as easy. Well, but but see, and okay. it's not always so, as so good Apple either. Apple has always been seen as the but see see here's the thing Apple has positioned themselves as a as the the machine for creatives. Mm-hmm. Uh so they're designed more for work like that, right? They've never really been designed for gaming, I would say, per se. So. Nope. Uh, They're not. Yeah, buy a 5000 Like, EA titles might work, right? Oh, for $5,000, it better be good. <laughs> You're going to get incredible frame rates in um, League of Legends, you know? So, okay, so what does it do for $5,000? Well, it's just a rumor at this point, I guess. Um, okay. Yeah. Dedicated gaming PC would be new territory for Apple, um, but the move wouldn't be an entirely surprising one. Okay. The iPhone maker made its biggest gaming push yet in 2019 with the launch of Apple Arcade. Yes, okay. A $5 monthly subscription service. But but we're talking about mobile gaming here. We're not talking about PC gaming here. So, um... <laughs> Apple is no stranger to high-end desktop hardware. Sure. Um, if you don't mind spending, you know, uh, absurd amounts of money to get it. Just saying. Uh, having just launched the new Cheese Crater Mac Pro that starts at, yeah, $6,000. Oh, yeah. Um, Worth it. 
Oh yeah, and can be configured up to, uh, okay, so if you go all out with uh, 28 core CPU, one and a half terabytes of RAM and dual like Radeon dual. Huh? Isn't it like 50 grand? Yeah, $52,199. Uh, let's see. Seems worth it to me. Well, so supposedly AMD will be releasing its like 36 core processor. Um, although I saw pricing is going to be like $4,000. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be quite expensive. <laughs> uh, but okay. Right. Okay. So there's our processor, right? Um, how much do you think one and a half terabytes of DDR4 is going to cost somebody? Uh, I don't want to know. I don't know what Ram prices look like these days. Uh, here's the thing about this though, is that I'm almost certain that you can build a better performing system for 50,000, you bet. <laughs> cheaper than what it's going to cost you to buy this stupid Mac Pro. Well, that's just how it is. I mean, if you're willing to do it yourself, of course it's going to be better. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure even a pre-built system. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess you probably could too. Uh, so there's that. And, uh, well, what, let's see here. Let's see. What, what, how much, how much is, uh, oh, one point, what did I say? 1.5 terabyte DDR, oops. Let's try DDR4, not DDR2. Um, Probably not DDR2, I, I think you're right. Oh, 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 for Apple Mac Pro 2019, $15,000, $16,000 on this new egg listing here. Look at this. Lovely. Look at that. How much was the upgrade kit from Apple? Do you remember? I have no idea. Um, yeah. I, I don't remember I don't remember what the uh the upgrade kit from from Apple was supposed to cost. Um let's see here. Can you even get that much memory? Yeah, there's gotta be systems that support that. Let's see here. Yeah, there's definitely Choose memory. Let's see here. Um, where, where did I just go? Oh, okay. Um, well, no, that wouldn't be right. Let's see. 32, 30, so that's only 64 gigs. I don't know if it's going to give me an option to... Oh! Um, what would I need? So, apparently... Um, to tell you the truth, we... I've never shopped for a system with a terabyte and a half memory. I wouldn't really know what you're looking for. So we'd need 12, 12 128 gigabyte DIMMs, apparently. Yeah. 
Sounds about right, I guess. We'll go with that. Um, Do larger are larger dims a thing? <clears throat> I don't know how big. Um, how yeah? So I I don't know. Uh, regardless, it's gonna cost you a bunch of money. But even still, it's gonna cost. E even still, so okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, let's see here. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's anything else on this. Uh, many popular charters such as Rocket League, Fortnite, um, Fortnite and World of Warcraft support Mac. Um, but hot games like uh, Apex Legends, Red Dead Redemption 2, um, COD, Modern Warfare, um, are going to be notably absent well, I mean, okay. Is it more dedicated? I'd be surprised if they wanted to, if they were going to do such a thing for them to, you know, have plans to remedy that. Well, okay, but here's the thing. So, so as a dedicated gaming Mac, is that going to encourage more major developers to get on board with Mac OS or not? I wonder. I don't know. Um, it's possible, but I mean, with the thing having a $5,000 price tag, the audience is still probably not very big. Right, considering what? You can build a decent... You can build a... So so let's let's just take somebody who wants to run things. Uh, let, let's say Call of Duty. Or, actually, you probably have a better idea. What What's a good mainstream well, games the ones that you listed off earlier i mean those are some of the most popular games out okay there. so let's take call of duty right um what and i don't know if you know what the specs are for for what that needs but what kind of minimum or maybe not even like somebody who just wants to get into gaming and play the hottest titles like that how much could they build the system for that that'll run that title relatively well we're talking probably 60 frames you know on on good settings. i always it's been a while since i actually considered like the low low end but I we're mean, not talking always, low end we're talking yeah. we're talking good settings and, and like medium to there. high i was gonna get there but you're kind of looking at like 600 minimum but i mean i really think that the extra few hundred goes along so eight nine hundred Okay, so under under a thousand dollars. Yes, for sure. Under a thousand dollars to play modern titles. Why would anyone in their right mind go out and buy and like okay, and, and even if we're looking at a pre-built, right? What? Probably no more than a couple thousand? No way. A couple thousand would be a lot. For a pre, there are some. There are some under a thousand even. There are pre-built gaming computers under. So, $1, so for under a thousand dollars, even pre-built, if you have no desire to build your own system, you could get in yeah. and play at decent settings. Why then would you spend five thousand dollars on a gaming Mac? I don't know exactly. I mean, it's just, and it's so, just not and, for and it, those people, right. Though. And, but but see, here's the thing then. Who so is it, it for? It makes me wonder, who is it for? Right, yeah. who is it for? And and here's the thing then. Is there enough demand for it that it makes sense for game developers to 
to put the support development time yeah oh. and support it I kind of doubt it yeah I have no idea <laughs> so there are some interesting questions there uh, I mean I I don't know I'm not no, a, uh, undoubtedly because like, here's the thing right if Apple makes it, somebody will buy it. Well, yes, of course. Uh, that... I mean, you'll have people buying it just because they think that because Apple made it, it must be the best. Uh, yeah, apparently, you know, all that pixie dust and uh, magic and pixie dust. That, yes, uh... yes. The Apple uh, magic. That, that, apparently, um, that apparently, you know, all Apple products are built with. So I've heard, yeah. Um, anyway, okay. Let's, let's, let's bash on Apple a little bit here. Uh, dozens of subway riders in New York City are being charged extra for their transit rides, and, uh, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority suspects that Apple may be partly to blame here, Zach. Oh, boy. Um, the MTA is not explicitly pointing the finger at Apple, but it appears that some riders may be unwittingly putting their iPhones too close to the system's new tap-to-pay um, Omni readers while simultaneously swiping their Metro cards at uh, the turnstile. Mm. <laughs> uh, last spring, um, the MTA began installing tap-to-pay readers as part of its new fare payment system called Omni, uh, which stands for One Metro New York, soon after Apple announced a new feature called Express Transit, uh, which would allow customers to pay for riding uh, the subway without opening an app or unlocking their phone. Uh, they simply need to place their iPhones on the reader and then walk through the turnstile. Um, the trouble is, some people have the Express Transit feature enabled, but are still using their Metro cards to pay for rides. Uh, so why swiping their Metro card, their phones um, are somehow coming into contact with the reader, either because they were holding it in their hand or through a pocket or purse, the MTA expects. Um, however it happens, they are getting charged twice for the ride. Okay. Um, I thought this was like some software bug. Um, I don't know if it's really their fault, is it? <laughs> uh, maybe. So okay, I, from 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 Apple's point of view, right? Making it so that you don't have to open an app, right? Is is a great feature uh, for convenience. Now here's the thing, though. Does this work without having to have your phone unlocked or anything like that? Or Because, see, here's the thing, right? So, I have the Google Wallet app on my phone, right? So, I can walk into many different establishments that offer uh, Google Pay, right? Or, or whatever they're calling it nowadays. Google, Google Pay, Google Wallet, I, I don't remember what it's called, right? And I can pay using my phone. Here's the thing about this, though. If the screen is off, right, and my phone is not unlocked, it won't work. So my probably a good feature. I don't have to have I don't have to have the app open, but my phone has to be uh, woken up and has to be unlocked in order for it to work. And so here's the thing: is if it's just one of those, it doesn't matter what state the phone is in, and you just tap it. And it, it 
goes through, then yes, I can totally see it's where... flawed on many levels. I can see where that's definitely a flaw. I don't know if that's actually how that works, though. Um, yeah, I would kind of hope that that's not how it works. <laughs> but that's where I could see... But, but okay, but see, here's the thing, right? Is that... Here's what it's saying, is that... Um, where did it say it? Um... because they were holding it in their hand or through a pocket or purse. So if it's in your pocket or purse, it's obviously not going to be unlocked. Obviously not interacted with at all. Right. Which makes me believe then, if that is the case, then it's just poorly thought out. Well, maybe it is their fault then. <laughs> Good job. Thanks for coming up with a reason for us to blame Apple. Awesome. Uh, yeah, here's what somebody said. Omni managed to scan my credit card through my purse while I swiped my uh, Metro card. Um, <laughs> appreciate the enthusiasm, but no. Um, whoa! Just got charged two seventy five by at MTA Omni, even though I swiped my monthly Metro card and my phone was in my pocket. This is kind of crazy. Hmm. Um, so this just seems like a poorly thought out. So. Naturally, many of these people assume the problem is with the MTA and not their own behavior, but the MTA insists that it's not to blame and that it's working with Apple to address the problem. Okay. Uh. Like, okay, here's the thing, right? Is, it's not, it's not really that big of a deal for me to take my phone out of my pocket, unlock it, and tap it on the reader. Yeah, is that is that too hard for some people? They have to implement this hands free. Like what? Just just take your phone out. Well, I no, think the I that. think the theory is supposed to be is that you just walk through the turnstile. Well, yeah, why don't you walk through it with your phone out? I don't know. <laughs> like I wouldn't have a problem. Like you know, okay, I'm gonna get on the subway, right? I just know. Okay, I'm about to get on. You know, you ready? Okay. Walk yeah, up to the turnstile, book, walk through. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we've been notified by about thirty customers. Um, out of more than five million taps so far, about unintended um, charges uh, when the express transit feature of their iPhones is activated. Okay. Um. At least that's what the guy, the head of the Omni at, uh, or head of Omni at MTA said in a statement. The system is a popular success that's working well for the vast majority of people, and we're in touch with Apple about addressing the issues of unintended taps. Okay. Um, this also makes me wonder how sensitive uh, the the readers are, though. Uh. Especially if it's going through like a purse or something like that. Because, okay, so NFC, right? You have to be, you don't have to touch it, but you have to be relatively close. Yeah, you're close. Um, let's see. So Express Transit first arrived with iOS 12.3 and watch OS um, 5.2.1 updates. Oh, that's, see, this is another good thing here, right? Is, okay, you don't want to get your phone out of your pocket? If, you, if you're one of those people who has an Apple Watch, just use that! 
I mean, that is a thing, yeah. Not everybody has one, though. Uh, no, not everybody. But really, like, seriously, if people are too lazy to get their phone out of their pocket, I don't know what's wrong with them. Um... Yeah, Apple billed it as an easy and convenient way to pay for transit with Apple Pay without having to use touch or face ID to unlock your phone. Mm-hmm. Just unlock your phone. What? Um, the NTA hopes to uh, have Omni readers installed in every subway station and on all bus routes by late 2020, uh, at which time they'll add more fare options. Initially, Apple customers had to enable Express Transit through the settings on their iPhones. Uh, people who live in New York City who add a credit card or debit card to their iPhones are asked whether they want to enable Express Transit. Okay. Um, some of these people probably said yes without realizing what the feature did. What's well, oh, their fault? Uh, is it, though? Yeah. Or did Apple make it did Apple make it clear enough what it did? I mean, it seems to me like it's their fault for not reading. Right. If but, they enabled it and didn't know right, what it but did. But what I'm saying is what I'm saying is is did Apple do enough to explain to people what it was? Yeah. Uh some of these people probably said, yep, yeah, yes, um, and then continued to pay for subway rides with their Metro card. In addition to New York, Apple Express Transit is available to transit riders in um, Portland, London, Shanghai, Beijing, and Tokyo. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to blame poor design on Apple's part. Just, just saying. Just, just, just saying. Um, let's hey, see. Uh, uh, Ring says it has fired up to four employees for abusing access to users' video. Okay. We've talked about this before. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. What they, what they had was, was like people reviewing the footage. Um, oh, and surely this would never happen though, right? Uh, let's see. Over the last four years, Ring has received four complaints of inquiries regarding a team member's access to Ring's video data. Although each of the individuals involved in these incidents was authorized to view video data, the, uh, the attempted access to the data exceeded what was necessary for their job functions. <laughs> I feel like you kind of opened yourself up to this a little bit. Yeah, they kind of asked for it. Um, in each instance, one ring was made, or once ring was made aware of the alleged conduct, ring promptly investigated the incident, and after uh, determining that the individual violated company policy, terminated the individual. Okay. So. Let's see. Our R&D teams can only access publicly available videos and videos available from Ring employees, contractors, and friends and family of employees or contractors with their express consent. Additionally, customers may give their express consent to our customer service department to provide temporary access to their live camera feed when troubleshooting a specific customer issue. Aside from this, a very limited number of employees, currently three, have the ability to access store customer video for the purpose of maintaining Ring's AWS infrastructure. Okay. Well, technically, you agree to allow them to do that when you agree to the terms of service. Yes. How many people? Well, okay. I guess you could say that that's 
on the user then. I was going to say how many people actually read that, but... Yeah, I mean, like... I don't know. That should really be a given, though. Like, if you're buying something like that, you gotta know that they can do that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Whether they should be able to, that's up for debate. Probably not, but... I mean, you, you know that most companies can do that. They're selling such products can do that. Um, hey, Zach. What? Wi-Fi 6. Finally here! Uh, let's see. What's it do? Um, that's a great question. It's probably supposed to be faster. I haven't really been paying attention to that. Either. No, I haven't either. Um, so over the past decade, our homes have filled up with more and more devices, small and large, simple and complex, all connected to Wi-Fi. Each device demands some of your router's time and bandwidth, and that's increasingly becoming a problem. Uh, the more devices you have, the more your router's capacity is spread thin. Um, if this continues, speeds could slow to a drag. There's a, uh, there's a problem. Wi-Fi 6 is meant to solve by making data delivery more efficient to ultimately offer faster speeds. Okay, so it's basically probably, in terms of how much time it gives to each device, it probably handles that a little bit better. Because here's the thing about so it's built to handle multiple devices better. I mean, right. Good, because, because here's the thing about Wi-Fi, right? While it may seem simultaneous, um, it is not. It is not. Yes, exactly. Um, each device has to take its own turn. Um, speaking of which, so um, five gigahertz, the the five gigahertz band, in terms of uh, the speed increasement, sure, great. In terms of um, its uh, ability to uh, or its range, it is complete crap. Like, I mean, I think that more modern APs are better about that. Okay, so so here's the thing. Well. Here's the issue I'm running into right now, right? So you know how my house is laid out, right? Yes. So uh, the access point was in the basement, centrally located in the home, right? Yeah. In my bedroom, on the 5 gigahertz network, my phone would either have a very, very low signal or... It just couldn't connect to it. Well, now I don't know if this is well, a how old is your how old is your AP? It's not that old, is it? No, I've had the system for maybe a year. Okay. Um, well, I have a piece of crap like five year old wireless and AP, and uh, it uh. Yeah, but that's probably running on the two point four gigahertz network or uh, band. No, it's band five. Is it? Yep, and um. Yeah, I mean, the range isn't great, but it's old, so I don't care. Um, at least it works. So what I'm probably <laughs> looking at doing... That's what I've learned with Wi-Fi is that it's like, if I can say at least it works, it's probably good enough. <laughs> so what I'm probably going to end up doing is probably purchasing another AP, um, which I shouldn't have to do because I have a relatively small house. Um, but probably purchasing another AP and putting one at one end of the house and one at the other end of the house. Um, and that should give me decent enough coverage, but, um, I shouldn't have to do that. Hopefully that's something that Wi-Fi 6 fixes. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, that is one nice thing about my, my, um, wireless solution in my home, however, though, now, 
is if I need to expand, I just add another access point, plug it in, add it to the system, and I'm good to go. So, easy, easy, easy. Anyway, all right, uh, that's all I got for this week. I don't have anything else, so. Ooh. Um, hey, we did a pretty good job sticking to about an hour this week. So. Um, uh, new goal for 2020. Try to try to keep shows to about an hour or so. <laughs> so, all right, I think we can then. Um, anyway, so, yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. I've just realized that, uh, um, this is, this is one of those things about not paying attention to OBS sometimes. Um, we've just consistently bet on the, the, um, the full frame of me rather than the box. Not that it really matters because, uh, as you can see, um, Zach is still just a silhou silhouette in here. <laughs> After what? Three years now of doing well, this fine, show? that's Cause I'm like putting my feet up on my desk like an idiot right now. Um, at the very least, I, I. So, so I tried to make a bargain with, uh, or a deal with Zach a long time ago, and I just, uh, I've given up, um, cause he's not going to do it. I wanted a picture of him to throw in there, but that's not going to happen. So, um, did, wait, hang on. Did they, uh, do you have like a, do I have like an ID badge or anything for work? Did they make you do that kind of stuff? I have a key card. But that's about it. But like, they didn't actually like picture on it or anything no no okay i was just curious if they like if your employer made you do that or not Ooh. so my last two did though really yeah uh wait really for that job nah you have like a well i can see a name tag but no i had my picture on both of them really yeah. Wait, what did you do before? Wait. I had a high school job where I worked at the uh, Oh, that one. Office. Oh, yep. Okay. 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 Yep. 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 That was a that had a little RFID in there too. Ah, interesting. So. So, what do you have like uh oh Okay, so you guys must use like a like a key card system to like access the building and things like that. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, we've got the same system at the TV station. Um, it's just not like an actual card, though. It's actually like a little fob that goes on the key. Um, but cool idea. Um, so anyway. All right. Yep. That's all I got this week. So, uh, yeah. Um, join us next week. Same time, same place um, where we will talk about more uh, fun and randomness and other shenanigans and things like that. So, yeah. Um, bye.